Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, meeting self-facilitation, part one. Here we go. Folks, this podcast is about meetings. We don't talk about meetings at our conferences because there's so much to talk about in terms of developing relationships with your directs, talking about performance communications, coaching, and delegation. We encourage you to come to the Effective Manager Conference, or if you want to improve your communication skills, uh, come to our Effective Communications Conference. Come to the website, check them out. This is an interesting topic we're going to talk about, you know, how to manage the time you're, you're given during a meeting, because we've talked a lot about the role of facilitator, but in some sense, each person, when they're talking, right, when it's their, when it's their 15 minutes or their 20 minutes, they're kind of in charge of that, well, maybe not in charge, but they, but they have some responsibilities when it comes to that 15 or 20 minutes that they've been allocated. And I don't know that we've ever talked about that before. Right. And, and actually, I should have written this cast years ago uh, and, and kept it with or put it with some of our early meeting casts. And actually, the reason I started thinking about it was because we started using WebEx on our Friday, afternoon, Friday morning operations call. And it made obvious to me some behaviors that I had not shared with some folks. And I got frustrated. I'm like, why, why aren't they doing this rather than that? Um, and had a discussion and realized, well, this cast needed to get out there. Um, you know, how do you handle your time if it's limited? What do you do if you get too many interruptions? You know, what do I do if I have 30 minutes worth of stuff and I only have 15 minutes to talk? Um, so uh, here's our outline. Folks, if you're presenting in a meeting, um, if you're one part of a meeting, if you're one agenda item, you're responsible for staying within the time you're given. Your time starts when the previous item finishes. That's more important than most people realize. You have to prepare in advance for reasonable interruptions, but at the same time, you can forestall unreasonable interruptions, and we'll discuss what the difference is in a minute. And only the leader or meeting facilitator can authorize you more time. You don't get more time just because you think you need it. I thought I just got more time because I'm me, so... but. Anyways, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, you see my problems, right? <laughs> Folks, I mean, you understand now. Was this an unreasonable interruption? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good one. Okay. So you do have some responsibilities, and one, one of them is staying within the time you've been allocated. That seems reasonable, although we often, I often forget about that as well. So Yeah. And look, we're going to talk in a little bit about how to handle some of these concepts if your meeting doesn't have an agenda which is way too common. I mean, just way too common. And I think a big reason why some of the problems that I see occur in meetings are because people have not learned this stuff. You know, they, they don't, I mean, I know plenty of people who think an agenda is just a list of topics. And of course it's not. Um, it, those, those topics would have start and stop times if it was an actual agenda. But, it, but, but in any event, if you're feeling like, as you listen to this cast, folks, that, gee whiz, this sounds a little foreign, you're probably not alone. And it's probably a function of the lack of rigor that meetings are treated with uh, at your firm, at your organization. And I don't want to say it's not your fault because we're all, as professionals, responsible for making good meetings. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't know. And once you do know, after listening to the cast, you can improve your participation in meetings That's right. tenfold. 
Right. And and you don't see this problem until you actually start having agendas, right? So that's the Yeah. Well well no, you, you, you do see this problem without agendas, but the reason I call this cast meeting self facilitation is even if you're not given an agenda, we're gonna talk about how to fit your time into what you believe is a reasonable time slot. Okay. All right. Yeah. So look, here here it is in a nutshell. If you're given fifteen minutes of an hour long meeting or if you're given fifteen minutes of an all day meeting the most important thing you can do, the most important, and this is going to blow people away, is accomplish what you are expected to accomplish within those 15 minutes. You mean not get the actual decision that you're, you're supposed to? No. Not, not communicate no, the information the, the, that you're... Yeah, and, and I, look, I know that people immediately go, no, he's wrong. I mean, obviously, if we have to make the decision, we have to make a decision. If it takes two hours, it takes two hours. No, folks, that's not... The zeitgeist, that's not the rationale. That's not the underlying purpose of a meeting. The question is not how much time you need or how much time you think you need. How much time you think you need if you are presenting in a meeting is irrelevant. If how much time you think you need is relevant, then suddenly no project manager in the world gets to backward plan her tasks based on the end date she needs to meet. Because the person responsible for any one task would simply submit a time for their task and, and the PM would then add them all up and every project would finish never. Right. Well, can, I, can I say it differently? Or it would, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, go, so go ahead. I'm not sure I agree that how much you, time you need is irrelevant. It's only irrelevant at the time of the meeting. So if you need two hours, your responsibility is to negotiate with the facilitator or the project manager in this case right? To negotiate the time during the meeting. But just like in any collaboration with people, there's an agreement, there's competing interests. And if you get, if you need 30 minutes and you only get 20 minutes because the leaders can only give you 20 minutes, then that's it, right? So you're, you're responsible for negotiating that before the meeting. Yeah. To be fair, folks, Mike is changing the context of my statement and he's right. Um, but it is irrelevant once you have a limited time in a meeting. I, I started by saying, if you're given 15 minutes of an hour meeting or an all day meeting, then at that point, once the meeting has context, yeah. then the meeting's context rules and you are expected to accomplish what you're supposed to accomplish within those 15 minutes. Okay. Um, guys, think of it this way. Meetings are projects. They are simply a series of time-limited tasks strung together with a defined end date. That's what they are. The meeting manager is the project manager, the PM. If you're on the agenda somewhere, you're a task manager on the team. When you're responsible for part of a meeting and you're given a limited time, that limited time is your primary limiting criteria. That is time, not quality, not quantity, time. We don't start with everything everyone needs to know. That's not how you start. When you're told, hey, we want you to talk about X, you don't say, okay, let me boil the oceans here. Let me start with the universe and start working backwards. And then inevitably, if you do that, you're going to say, well, I'm never given enough time. Well, that's true, but nobody's ever given enough time for anything. We don't start with everything you want everyone to know as the beginning of our thought process of what you're going to say. We don't start with what background everyone needs, okay, because everyone would define that, different, define that differently. 
We don't start with what you believe you need to make your point. We start with how much time we have. All decisions about what to present and how to present it flow from how much time we're given. We start with time. We fit content into time. We don't start with the content, no matter how precious it is to us, and then bitch about time or say, there's just no way I can fit all the things I need to say into the time. No, you start with the time. Think of it as um, a box that you have to put things in. The size of the box rules. You don't look at the hundred things you have to put in the box and then go, this is the size of box I need in order to fit all my stuff. No, it's a meeting. You're given part of the meeting. The, the boxes, the other people's boxes that make up the large box of the meeting, all of yours have to fit into the big box of the meeting. And so you're given a box. And now everything that you want to talk about is outside the box. And you have to, within the limits that the meeting manager has given you, fit what things are most important into the box until the box is full. Okay, but this is going to limit the quality of the conversation. So, for example, yeah. if, you, if, you, if I have a refrigerator and you give me a box the size of a toaster, how yeah, do you can't get, get, get done? Yeah, so isn't this going to limit the quality of the, of the conversation or the d decision? Yeah. Yeah, this is the fundamental problem. People say, well, well, that will limit the fundamental quality of the communication. I, I, I completely agree. It will. Okay. But what people are saying by that very statement is the quality of the communication is more important than the time limits. And the fact is they're wrong. Okay. So when people say, well, that will compromise the quality of the communication. It's going to compromise the quality of the decision. And the answer is, yeah, it will. All decisions, all communications, all plans, everything in the world is limited by time. Meetings are just a particularly amplified version of the time compression that affects every part of our lives, every day of our lives. Meetings are not going to be the one place where time as a limit gets thrown aside in search of the perfect decision the perfect discussion, the perfect brainstorm, the perfect plan, the perfect announcement. It's not. Just because you think you want to talk about something, when you're meeting with eight or ten other people, you're less important than all those other people put together. And all those other people put together are part of the entire meeting. So the entire meeting's time limit essentially puts limits on each one of the tasks or presentations or discussions in the meeting. I agree. It does. It affects quality. There's no question. Right. But the idea that one person's version of quality trumps eight other people in the room for an hour or an hour and a half or a whole day is ludicrous. It's right. just ludicrous. And if time shouldn't be the limiting factor, then you should spend more time at home and always be late to work and always go home early. But that's not the way people behave. They only tend to behave this way particularly in, in, in a distinctive way because the, the time constraints are so amplified around meetings. <laughs> Medium yeah, budget. Well, yeah, yeah, I need a billion dollars. And federal yeah. budget, I should say. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny about budget, Mike, is that people say, yeah, I need more budget, I need more budget. And I actually have an email from a CEO to a, to a gigantic organization saying, hey, look, we've added up everybody's budgets and based on the budgets, we'll lose $3 billion next year. Everybody just thinks, well, I'll just tell them what I need. No, a budget is not for you to ask how much you need. A budget is for you, the company to be profitable and then for you to figure out how much you 
can ask for that still helps the company be profitable. Some of the people about don't want that right? contract. So they don't want that constraint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Priorities of budget where you're going to spend your money and your capital and the, the time allocated in, in meetings is a form of prioritization, right? Relative yeah. prioritization. And, and people use the wrong vocabulary. They say, I need more time. I need more budget. No, you'd want more. But no, you don't need it because the guy before you did the job just fine. And he did it with the budget that he was given. So apparently he didn't need it. He proved he didn't need it because he got done what he needed to get done with less money than you want. So folks, you start with the time you have and you fit what you believe is most necessary for the stuff you're going to talk about into that time that you are given. If you think you have 30 minutes worth of information to impart, but you only have 15 minutes of agenda time, start cutting the least valuable stuff. Get it down to 15 minutes. And actually, you're, we're going to learn in a minute, slightly less than 15 minutes. Okay. When I got stuff to say, if it's 30 minutes worth of stuff, there's no way I can get it down to 15 minutes. You kidding me? Yeah. It, <laughs> this is good. It's so good. You're, dude, you're perfect. Um, if you're thinking you can't do that, you're wrong. I love this. Mike just lets me tell him I'm wrong at will. will. You can you can do it. You just don't want to. Again, it's the difference between need and want to. Okay? Don't cut some things and then whine that it can't be done. Don't proclaim that the idea which would which you believe is indispensable is therefore indispensable. That's a god complex. Cut what you need to cut to get to 15 minutes. And then examine what was cut with an eye toward how much the argument was weakened. And this goes back to the point you made about quality, which I think was an accurate one. Yeah, guys, we know your argument, your case, your justification, the, the points you're making were weakened by the limited time you're given. But your argument, your presentation, your idea is rarely made worthless. And if your point is not made worthless by the limits on time, then that which you cut was not indispensable. That's just pure logic. Yeah, but my argument was so weak to begin with that if I had anything out, I'm really hurt. <laughs> you, went to, you went to worthless pretty quickly, huh? Yeah. yeah. Even if, guys, as you start using this technique, you still rebel against it, first of all, we would expect that. It's normal. But many of you will be afraid that the world will end and you'll discover after three or four meetings that nobody notices that you've cut things out in order to meet the time constraints. But that said, if you start rebelling against it, you will still be gradually getting better at seeing the subtle value differences in arguments to be made and points to be made and information to share, right? I sit through meetings where people feel they need to tell the entire backstory. I got to tell you, you tell that to a VP, the VPs can, no, 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 look, so somebody says, well, you know, I was in a meeting a couple of years ago and the VP asked for the backstory. I'm sorry, if every single time somebody asks you for something in a meeting, you make that part of the standard thing you're going to brief on, then you should be asking for hours in every meeting. It just, it's ludicrous. It's not, not reasonable. Okay? So you're going to discover that you're going to get better at presenting within a limited time, which is what your organization does all the time. They produce things within a limited time. You know, sometimes you're so wrapped up into something, you kind of lose perspective. Are there any ways to get help in terms of figuring out what's important, what you should present? Yeah, this is going to be a hard one because I'm going to, I'm, for those folks who really believe in quality and accuracy and the high seas of the world and so on, they're going to struggle with this one. But the simplest technique, the neatest technique I have to, to think about cutting is to ask yourself 
which person in the meeting is most important to your point or your report or your recommendation and cut the items first that are of least value to that person. Mm. So if you're if Mike's my boss and there are seven other people in the room and Mike tends to be a fairly quality oriented guy, but there are a couple of budget people in the room, I may only say about budget, the budget is going to drop or increase 0.2%, right? Or I'm within budget constraints and leave it at that or show a slide or say, I'm not going to talk about slide six, which is a budget slide, but you'll notice that we're green. And that's it because the budget people aren't going to be the people who say the go, no go. It's going to be Mike, my boss. And that gives me more time rather than saying I have six points I have to make. Each one gets one sixth of my 15 minutes which is essentially, as we're about to learn, two minutes, you say, I'm going to give budget 10 seconds, and then I'm going to give quality three minutes and 50 seconds, right? I'm going to give it almost twice as much time. And by the way, I don't actually suggest you think in terms of seconds. No, okay. So we've made the case that time is the big limiter. It, it doesn't start with what you want to say. It doesn't start with quality. It doesn't start with the perfection of the, what you're trying to achieve. Time limits all. Folks, actually, I, I agree with everything Mark yeah. is saying. So just don't, let's don't, don't think that there's a conflict between how Mark and I see this stuff. But in my role here, let me ask you a question. I, I, I need an hour. I've only been given 30 minutes. Yeah. Can I go back and ask for more? Is that is that an appropriate thing to do? Oh, of course you can. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, if somebody gives you 10 minutes and they say, you know, define the universe, be specific, give two examples. <laughs> yeah. Um, the famous philosophy final exam. Um yeah, then you probably can't get it done. Okay, so yes, it is a completely reasonable thing to listen to what you're asked to do and the time you're given and say, I can't do it in that period of time. Now, well, let me put it differently. I wouldn't say I can't do it. Right. You might want to think that, but I wouldn't say it out loud. What you would simply do is ask for more time. And you may not get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this privilege, and it is a privilege and it's not a right, that privilege is not unfettered. Okay. It's not unlimited. If you're given 10 minutes, you can't, you don't go back and say, I need 40. Mm -hmm. What you're implying is the person who gave you 10 literally doesn't know what they're doing. And if you're going to a meeting where somebody who is running the meeting is telling you you have 10, the guess is the person who's running the meeting has some credibility on the topics that you would be presenting on. There are rare exceptions to that. Some manager somewhere has one of his young people learning how to run meetings and is, and is blind to anything. But you don't go to that person and say, I can't do it. I, who are you? Why, why would you think that I could do this in, 40, in 10 minutes? I need 40 minutes at least. Okay. And by the way, that's not the way to make friends. It's not the way to influence people either. So look, if you're asking for five more minutes on any presentation virtually, go ahead. And it's reasonable to think you're going to get it. A good general rule to apply is that you can ask for five more minutes or up to 20% more time, whichever is greater. So if you're given 30 minutes and you think you need 45, you can't ask for that much. That additional 15 minutes you're asking for are both more than five minutes and more than 20% of your original 30 minutes. Okay. And some people are going to say, well, that's pretty limited. Yeah, it is because time is limited. Gee, that second we were just talking, it's gone forever. 
they're not making another one. They're not going to give it back to us. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of meetings don't have agendas and, and it's a list yeah. of topics. So what do I do then? I'm, I'm not giving 15 minutes. I'm just one of six people talking in the next hour and a half. What would I do in those cases? Do I have responsibility for time? Yes, of course. Oh, you no. Do. Yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to we're going to absolve you of all responsibilities. No, that's my role, dude. Now yeah. <laughs> role reversal. Of course you have. Mike's role, Mike's role is absolution. So first of all, folks, I, mean, I just want to say this point again. If you are given a meeting that you're supposed to go to and there are five topics and there it's an hour or an hour and a half and the topics are not delineated when which one goes first or more simply how much time each one is given there's not start times to each one that's not an agenda it's a meeting and a list okay and there are classic themes of meetings like that the first one is going to get five times more time than it needs and the last one is never to be gotten to and then people stupidly make their list and put the last thing most important to keep people in their meeting. And then, of course, everything takes so much time in the beginning that the last thing is the most important and we have five minutes for it. And then they say, well, we need to get it done. And then they act as if the limiting factor is time. It's like, really? You just mismanaged this and then you want to get a decision simply because time is suddenly important to you because it serves your purposes? I don't think so. Okay, so what about the situation. You, you don't get an agenda, you get a list. And by the way, suddenly when, when, I, when I think about this, if you think about meetings as projects, you understand if meetings are run that way, why so many projects don't finish on time at places where meetings don't have agendas, but rather just lists because they're essentially saying any task could take as long as, you know, who knows. There are a couple of reasonable courses of action here. The first is to ask the meeting leader, how much time do you want me to take? Don't send and say, I'm going to take 20 minutes because she may be thinking you only get 10. Okay. And when you do this, to be clear, you have to accept the time you're given. How much time do you want me to take? Well, actually, you're the second most important thing. So I'm going to give you 10 minutes. Okay. Got it. By the way, you want to make friends? Call somebody who's running meetings. Say, hey, look, you got a lot of topics there. How much time? You know, I'd be happy to fit it into the time limits that you got, uh, that you have. How much time? Do you want me to take? And the guy says 10 minutes. He's like, okay, I can do that. The guy hangs up the phone and goes, wow, that was pretty cool of him. He recognizes I've got my own stresses in this meeting. I bet he's going to run a meeting someday. I bet you when he runs a meeting, I'm going to do my best to help him achieve what he wants to achieve. As opposed to saying, well, I'll just do what I want to do. Right. Okay. Another thing you can do is assume an equal portion of the meeting. If there are five topics in an hour meeting, you plan for 10 minutes or put differently, you divide 60 by 12 or 60 by five and you get 12. And then you, in that case, obviously you round down to 10. And as I mentioned earlier, last and first matter. So if you're not quite ready to present in a meeting and you're given time and there's no agenda, but you get a choice about where you are on, in the list, ask for the last slot in the list. Yeah, it's likely you'll never get to. We'll you're never get to get you, there. right? And it won't be your fault, right? Yeah. On the other hand, if you're ready and your topic is important to you, and all you have is a list, or you're going to get a list, ask for the first slot. Yeah, the only thing guaranteed to be covered, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one course that people take in list world rather than agenda world that's far too common, and in my opinion, totally beneath a professional, is to think because there is simply a list. 
is to take as much time as you think you need, regardless of any any analysis of the total time of the meeting, the other topics, and their relative merit. Because the other team members don't really matter. We we know it's all about you. Right? Yeah, it's all about you. <laughs> Making friends again. Making right? friends. <laughs> and, and folks, now that you know this, you are heretofore granted amnesty, and you also now have the knowledge to have a conscience so that you avoid this behavior henceforth. That's it for this week, folks. Uh, we'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. And come to the website, www.manager-tools.com. Hope to see you there. So long, folks. So long, folks.